0: Welcome to the Chirpin' Birds podcast. The Eagles snapped their three-game losing streak with an unsatisfying win over the Giants, 33-25. We'll get into that. We'll get into the playoff picture. And we will preview the upcoming game against the Arizona Cardinals. We will be a bit brief with the Giants review as we uh recorded it and lost the recording so we apologize for that but we'll we'll uh get the highlights here and then we'll get into the rest of the podcast before we get started mike how you doing
1: i am doing all right um the Eagles, you know they won but it, it wasn't the it wasn't the inspiring get right game that we were all hoping for they were heavy home favorites and they do win. They don't cover. I don't know if there's much to feel good about or feel like this is the the playoff team that's getting getting back in the right side of things. But uh, they do snap their losing streak, and a win is a win up to a certain point. Um, and yeah, bring a bring on Gannon week. Um, will we'll be going to the game this weekend so that is certainly something uh fun to look forward to but this game not a lot <laughs> not a lot to uh to take away and feel good about at least in my opinion
0: yeah um my my big takeaway for the defense is basically I don't I don't trust them I think they're they're bad and it's all about the offense and that's where I've been heading the last few games, and now I'm sort of there, the uh, the defensive line production is very concerning. They had one sack against the, the Eagles defense, I should say, had one sack against one of, if not the most sacked team in the league. And the one sack came from Shaq Leonard, not even a defensive lineman. So that's not going to play very well in the playoffs and they have two games to get that right so that's not instilling too much hope the defense did give up under 20 points with the uh you know the pick six not not counting towards uh not counting against the defense but
1: and really even the, the short Bradbury, field on the uh the kickoff fumble, too I, I think that's probably, you know, that's right. really another yes. seven so points.
0: That that's even better uh, for the for the defense. So James Bradbury continues to to be a bit slow. I think there's been silver linings with Keely Ringo and and uh, Eli Rick. So there there are um, bright spots, you know, for the future if if they were a team of uh, you know climbing the mountain, but they've, they've reached the top last year and we expect to get back uh, going into this year, so where they're at now is extremely concerning and the Eagles offense luckily put up 33 points and, uh, you know, seven of those were in in a great part to Britton Covey, who had a great return a punt return in the first half, but you know, outside of a few special plays by Jalen who I thought played well um, overall, for the most part, the, the offense really was not the, it was not to get right game for, for them. They, they were in a lot of third long situations. They had a lot of dumb penalties. They had uh, mismanagement, thats on coaching as well. Uh, clock mismanagement at the end of the first half. Um, you know, they, they ran the ball well. Play calling, you know, passing a bit too much to the outside, you know, one on one situations has been an issue all, all year. They throw to Devontae over the middle and he runs for a 36 yard touchdown. It, it just kind of makes you question how the offense is being run and called and you know, it it was promising they put up 33 points, I think there's a lot of positives in that but they have two games left and the quality of opponent is certainly not of playoff caliber, but it's, it'll be a good you know, rehearsal to some extent, and you know important, you know, must have win to, on the other hand, um yeah, so I, I, the the defense I've I've lost trying to believe in and to trust and I think that's just kind of is what it is. They're a bottom of the league defense and on offense I, I, I think that there's a lot of sloppy mistakes, penalties, miscommunication, you know, questionable offensive scheme and I'm not sure how much of the scheme part will be corrected going into the playoffs but I think focus and effort and being on the same page should be fixable and the silver lining is you they they have the they have the talent to make a run it's just putting it all together and so far they haven't been able to do that and I don't At this point expect them to put it together much more than they did against the giants because this is who they've been all year they've been a sloppy team that's escaped by the skin of their teeth multiple times and if they can you know make a run doing that and have thriller you know, playoff victories on the way to the Super Bowl, like, fine by me. A win is a win. That's the most important thing. But I don't expect them to, and, you know, I might be late on this. You can tell me if you think so, but I don't expect them to revert back to 2022 Eagles. And that's a sad, not confidence-inducing thing heading into the playoffs, but that is... Pretty much where I'm at with uh, with the team, and you know the ironic thing is the one bad thing that that 2022 team had was special teams, and now the Eagles are <laughs> the top special teams team in the league. So yeah. yeah, we have well we have that.
1: Yeah, I mean the Eagles, for as much as Nick Siriani loves to preach the fundamentals and you know executing to a high degree. It's just something that they continue to fail in very key situations. It's like there are certainly things that the team can control. It's not like they're being outplayed. It's like the Eagles can't just go out and make the plays that, you know, they we know that they're very capable of making uh, the decisions making the, like, you know, you just take a look at, like, a sampling of the puzzling decisions and penalties over the course of just this game. Uh, the Jalen Hurts not getting out of bounds with, uh, just a few seconds of the se- the second half, or the first half left. Um, you know, Dor- or Jalen Carter not getting off the field in time on the punt and giving Giants a new set of downs um, Jalen Hurts even on the pick six like tackling uh, tackling the cornerback who just quarterback. scored the touchdown with on the horse collar penalty giving the Giants uh, the, the easier two point conversion like there's just so much they continue to like kind of Slowly give up over the course of a game. That just makes their their path to victory that much um, harder. And you know the good part is these are things that you can clean up. And the bad part is, over the course of the season, they have not been able to. So it's like it is controllable. It is stuff that you can practice and drill and improve on. The bad part is you you look at the sample of work this season and like that is who they are this year unfortunately and I think it's a mix of the players going out and making the plays and executing to their ability part of it is coaching and the decisions that dictate what happens and for whatever reason this year there's just like a massive disparity compared to last year on just those like finer details and uh, the fundamental part of the game is just lacking in certain key moments. So, you know, if we're being honest about it, it's probably who they are more than who they aren't at this point. We're, we're heading into week 17. The good the good side of it is, like, they're still a talented team. Like, they, they do have the playmakers on both sides of the ball. Um, on offense, you know, it, it is easier to feel optimistic i think with hertz uh i thought he looked a little bit better today uh he looks to like he looks a little bit more spry i think over the course of the year and and you know, over the next two weeks you just want him to like stay healthy because him getting to the it, similar to like Joel and beat is like all right your special ability we want to preserve that until we can get to those very meaningful games and that, that has been a struggle for him the past two years. You know, last year I think it was the injury he sustained against the Giants. Uh, the year prior, I, th- I forget what it was in the uh, in the Bucks game. Like, what was hampering him there? But you know, he's had this like knee issue over the course of the year. I'm optimistic that he looks a little bit more. Uh, quicker out there not as hampered as he was in like the middle chunk of the year um, I thought you know AJ Brown he had a few drops here and there but I mean like took a hit or two but he, he's somebody that you know he's still that playmaker and Devontae Smith he's uh, I'll a little bit more quiet than AJ Brown I think he's had a good year he obviously had that big touchdown DeAndre Swift, I thought he had a really good game, too. Um, But then on defense, it's like, you know, that defensive line. I I thought Hassan Reddick. he had, um, he got a lot of pressure on the quarterback. He didn't have a sack. Joshua, he's been sackless for, I think, five or six games now. Uh, He's certainly a guy that you want to wake up around this time of the season and then you know you you do want Jalen Carter to be making those splash plays, um, ditto for Jordan Davis stopping the run. I thought the Eagles did an okay job with Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah, you just kind of needs you you need some playmakers to step up on defense. Darius Slay he's been out with uh, the knee surgery. I'm hopeful that, you know, he's not going to be playing his first game back in the playoffs. I would like to see him, whether it's this Sunday or in their last game against the Giants. But, on the other hand, like, it has been nice to see Keely Ringo kind of get his feet wet. I thought he he's looked solid. Like, he hasn't really been targeted a whole lot, so, like, he's just been, like, kind of quiet. But, like, it's not a bad thing. And uh, you also want James Bradbury to kind of get back to form and not be so much of a, uh, a weakness or a target when he's up against your opponents like star receiver like he was in the last quarter with DK Metcalf against the Seahawks. So I think, you know, while this wasn't the you know, the blowout win that we were looking for and for this team to kind of get back in their spirits. But it does snap their losing streak. They they do get some help from the 49ers losing. So, like, that the one seed door is maybe ajar a little bit more. Like, they, they, that that door could have certainly been closed, but it's not, not yet. And the Cowboys, they lose in a close one to the, Dolphins so Eagles they temporarily hold the division lead they still hold their destiny as long as they win out now the one thing that we also need a little help with now is against the Lions Um, they have the tiebreaker over the Eagles for the number two seed as long as they win out and the Cowboys play the Lions this week so I believe we are rooting for the Cowboys uh, to get that number 2 seed. Obviously it's a little complex because the Eagles need to win out so that Cowboys win would just kind of temporarily help out the Eagles and getting over the Lions. So that's kind of the playoff picture at the moment. The, uh, the 49ers, they play the Commanders this week so I think that would be a little bit more than a miracle to hope that they they lose, but the following week they play the Rams, who are kind of frisky at the moment, and they're they're making their path to the playoffs. So I think there is like a glimmer of hope that the Eagles, even after this three-game losing streak, as long as they take care of their own business, which you know if they don't, that's a bigger problem than anything else. But assuming they win these last two games, as they'll, they'll, they'll certainly be favored to. I think, like, maybe there's a little bit of optimism as long as some of these poor, poor you know, mix of poor play, poor decisions, and lackluster execution, like, maybe maybe they can just get it right for the playoffs. And up until then, you just kind of bite your lip and say, like, all right, <laughs> slow and
0: steady. Yeah, um... I, I think the concerning part about the Eagles right now is and and the difference between now and last year is they 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 don't seem to be a take care of business like serious team and last year they were last year they were blowing out the teams they should they they were uh, you know dominant against the teams that you know were also playoff teams. They played less of them last year, but it it seems like the 49ers this year have been that team, and outside of that three-game skid, which I forget all the losses they had, but one of them was like, you know, the Browns are, are a decent team, so they lost to the Browns. Uh, you know, this Ravens loss is pretty bad with Purdy's four interceptions, I think every time there's been a, a, a 49ers loss which you know not happened has not happened that often but uh, back during their three game losing streak and after this game people are asking if Purdy is you know a product of you know good players around him or if he's good himself this and that I, I think that narrative sort of being, is pushed a bit too much I think Purdy is very good and and the 49ers are very very good and I don't anticipate that um I I don't anticipate the 49ers sort of folding because Purdy has a bad game I think it it yes it was a bad game it was against one of the best teams in the league and um, I, I don't really look at the Eagles any differently because the 49ers had a bad game against, uh, one of the best teams in the league, but yeah, I think it's entirely possible that last week there, there are other cheering Eagles cheering scenarios this weekend. I think depending on if the Rams win or lose, you're cheering for Seattle. So the Rams and the Seahawks are still fighting together for playoff spots uh, and, and so Seattle is something to play for against San Francisco in week 18s, or not, uh, sorry, not San Francisco, um, uh, I think they played the Lions or something like that, so. Uh, or the Vi- something with the Lions or the Vikings, I, I forget, I have to go back and look at that. Um, but there's there's all these different teams fighting for playoff spots that do play a, um, a group of, you know, the, the Lions or the 49ers or, or um, you know, these teams that, that the Eagles are fighting for playoff position with. So there are other games as well, but yes, the, uh, the Cowboys beating the Lions would help the Eagles more than the other way around. Because uh, the Eagles, the Eagles control their division destiny. So, a lot lot to watch uh, this week, and I think it's time to get into the the Cardinals game because we'll we'll be in attendance. We're sitting upper level, so we won't necessarily see uh, numbers and you know know who's who on the Cardinals as as well as uh, on TV. So. We'll, uh, we'll get into that here, so at least we'll be prepared while, while we're there. And, um, you know, the Cardinals come into town, they're 3-12, eliminated from playoff contention if that wasn't uh, self-explanatory. The, uh, they come in with the 26th rank, ranked offense and the 32nd ranked defense. They are top 10 in special teams. Um, According to DVOA, which puts them as the 29th uh, team in the league. So, you know, this, of course, factors in the the games with uh, Dobbs and their other quarterbacks before Kyler came back. But uh, in their last five, they're 1-4, their sole win coming against the Steelers on the road. Their last two were losses in Chicago and at home, to the 49ers. They haven't scored many points this year. I only see a handful of times they scored over 20 points, so that's a positive coming into the game. And uh, as far as offense, you know, Kyler Murray's uh, very quick, and uh, I don't know that he's a top 10 quarterback, but he definitely can... Uh, make plays and will be a a threat to run. So containing him is is definitely a, something the defense needs to keep in mind. Um, James Connors a, a a big back, and you know they've had some trouble against the run lately. So I think that that is a um, player to watch especially against the Eagles' uh, defensive line, and I would be concerned uh, about that. Their receiver group isn't too uh, intimidating. Uh, Marquise Brown, Michael Wilson, Rondell Moore, of course our old friend Zach Pascal, one of their backup receivers, uh, with Zach, uh, Zach Ertz, a free agent. Their top tight end is Trey McBride, whom I've m- never heard of, so... Not too nervous about that. And uh, as far as their O-line, the only name I recognize is their first-round pick. I believe he was sixth overall, Paris Johnson. So not a, not a uh, very intimidating offensive line either. So, you know, a, a pretty meek uh, team as far as talent uh, on offense goes. But given the defense playing so poor, right now they're ranked 23rd. Um, I I won't put it past the Eagles to give up some points to this team.
1: Yeah, uh, Trey McBride, he, he's having a really good second year. He is their the t- their team leader in receiving yards and receptions, so he is kind of the guy that Kyler has been going to when he needs a big play. Uh, they, they still have Marquise Brown, also known as Hollywood Brown, but he has been dealing with a heel injury the past Like month or so. Um, He missed their game last week and uh, they had their bye prior to that but they actually had in the two games with the bye sandwiched in between prior to last week he left the game early with that same heel injury so it is something that he's been hampered with Um, so it's kind of unclear if he'll be ready play this week it's you know we're recording on Wednesday the 27th so this is prior to either team's first injury report of the week um, so if I had to make a guess I, I don't think he's likely going to be ready for the game um, so expect to see maybe Greg Dortch or uh, Michael Wilson as like the primary wide receiver they do have like a lot of quick small wide receivers. Uh, Rondale Moore also, so like, not not concerning, but like they definitely have guys who can kind of go out and win a quick route. Um, not sure if Darius Slay will be ready. Um, he's missed the last two weeks with that knee scope. Um, what do you, what's your read on him? You think he'll be coming back? in the regular season or is he coming back for the first round of the playoffs
0: I'm expecting wild card weekend I'm not really optimistic for this game I think if we start to hear news on like Monday then I can see week 18 but I, I, I don't really expect him for this game
1: okay yeah uh, but, like you said, it's, it's you know, they're, they're a team that's quite devoid of talent. On offense, it's not a very long list of guys. Um, now, Kyler Murray, like, you do have to contain him. He is a guy who can scramble and make big plays off the extension of kind of broken plays, uh, similar to Hertz in that regard. So, you do want uh, your linebackers to. Keep an eye on him, contain him in the pocket. Um, you know, while we're talking about linebackers, that was a big question mark this week for the Eagles. They were down to, uh, I, th- I think, on the broadcast they said it was their sixth and seventh uh, linebackers, which is you know pretty insane given all the injuries they've had this year. Um, but at least for last week, the starters were um, Shaq Leonard who had a decent game, I thought. You know, he's he's definitely lost some of his athletic juice, but I think he's he's got, like, those instincts and chops that very few linebackers in recent history for the Eagles, like, he does kind of have um, that, like, bank of reps that, not many of the guys on the team have. So that was nice to see. He did have the Eagles lone sack on the day. And I think he had like a good like run stuff. So I thought it was an encouraging, like first few productive snaps from him as an Eagle. And then we also saw Ben Van Sumeren for the first time, which, uh, you know, undrafted free agent, kind of a, a very deep, like he was mostly a practice squad guy um this week I'll something to keep an eye on is um will Zach Cunningham be ready and will we see the return of Nicholas morrow? Uh, you know, <laughs> and if that doesn't if that doesn't illustrate the, the state of the Eagles linebackers, I don't know what will. Um but yeah, I I guess like, you know, just keep Trey McBride in check. I don't know if that's a Bayard or if that's a ship, but not too much of a defensive game plan maybe like this isn't a tall task well neither it wasn't one this past week either but um this this should be a an offense the Eagles defense should be able to handle I would like to see them get some sacks where we've kind of been waiting on that game for a while here so this this could be a nice bounce back game for the defensive line
0: yeah, not on the other side of the ball, you know, there's Buda Baker uh, at safety and not much else as far as, you know, names. Um, our old friend Andre Sacheray looks to be a depth safety, you know, corner for the team. Um, you know, Kaiser White went to the, cardinals in the offseason reuniting with jonathan gannon but he seems to be injured so
1: yeah their their other safety yeah. jalen thompson he's having a good year um an undersized linebacker that the eagles always seem to struggle to contain is dennis gardak uh he, i think he's leading the team in sacks this year um but, you know, this is a lackluster defense we mentioned at the top. This is the 32nd-ranked defense. Can't be worse than that. Uh, it is, you know, that's, that's tough uh, for a first-year defensive head coach and Jonathan Gannon. Um, and then the, the Cardinals defensive coordinator is Nick Rallis, who was the Eagles linebacker coach last year very young guy, um, so the early returns for that duo, not not good, and yeah, you, you look at the, the defensive depth chart, there's, you know, it adds up, there's not too many names of note, um, so this, I think this is, you know, the Eagles offense, they should not be challenged this week not to mention that you know this team only has three wins on the year um, they do have their first round pick so at least from the front office this is a game that could you know help solidify their draft standing and not to say that anybody out here is tanking but you know <laughs> sometimes that's the thing
0: yeah well that that's definitely an advantage to the Eagles as well. Um, yeah, not not much else. I mean, their three wins, of course, the, the Dallas game in week three was a uh, shocking win, but their other two are against Atlanta and Pittsburgh. So not, not the worst teams, but definitely not uh, juggernaut teams. I, I think, you know, I haven't watched much Cardinals football this year. But what I've sort of heard nationally once in a while throughout the season is that, you know, Jonathan Gannon is well-liked and gets them, you know, up to play, and they don't seem to be very good, but they seem to, you know, play hard, so. Yeah, way back in week three, they uh, beat the uh, Cowboys. Something you say about teams that are bad, so. uh, But either way, the Eagles shouldn't underestimate them and, and should come ready to play. Yeah, Which is not unlike any other uh, game, but especially, you know, against a team that you can easily uh, sort of glance over. So uh, at this point in the week, we're recording Wednesday afternoon. There isn't an injury report, but names to look at. Um, I think you mentioned, you know, Cunningham and Morrow. Uh, Slay, we mentioned. I think the the big two other ones is Landon Dickerson, depending on his thumb surgery recovery, how long uh, he'll be out. He's a name to to look at, and Avante Maddox, who was out last week but practiced all week. Um, that's that's another person to to look at.
1: Yeah, I I think Maddox's return is likely, and I also think that like he could be a really big jolt to this defense as far as you know tightening up coverage bringing a little bit more pressure I think he does add a playmaking element that they're probably not getting right now from the slot I think he's a sound tackler he's just you know he's he's undersized and he's injury prone but I think he could go a long way and help fixing some of the more under the radar elements of the defense
0: Right. Eagles open up ten and a half point favorites over the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested to home. see if that line grows at all. What do you think? Over the course of the week. I think
0: it probably should. I mean if the Giants were thirteen and a half, I would think the Cardinals would be more, but you know, I I don't I don't blame Vegas for uh, shortening the, that number after uh, last week being an eight point win. So I think around 10 is probably the, the outcome, but I think anything more on paper would would make sense. but I think that this is sort of the tempered, realistic line.
1: Yeah, I think in my mind I was expecting like a twelve, but you know that's not that's not that far off, and yeah. could certainly move up there depending on um, any sort of you know those returns to the Eagles. I think could bump it up a little bit, but something to watch going forward.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, predictions. I go first this week. My first prediction. Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals will rely heavily on the blitz and in doing so they will be successful and hold the Eagles to only one scoring drive in the first half.
1: Hmm. Interesting. I you know this I do wonder how much of an advantage Jonathan Gannon has getting to see Jalen Hurts you know up up close as a member of the Eagles organization. Um, Now the the other side of that is, like, you know, the players he has are the players he has, and just because you know how to attack a certain quarterback doesn't mean you can. And um, the Eagles did see a lot of blitzes last week against the Giants, and, you know, they didn't have, like, a stellar performance, but I thought... Overall, they did an okay job on offense. I think there was only, like, a sack or two. Like, it didn't seem like they were in too much of a pickle managing that. I thought the offensive line did decently. Uh, you know, they did have their sheriff penalties, but um, I thought a o- Petta, like, you know, you didn't really hear his name. That's typically a good sign for a backup. If they get Dickerson back... Um, you know they haven't had a, their full offensive line in what three weeks now with the absence of Durkins and the absence of Dickerson. So if if we do get Dickerson back, um, then you know after having the, the blitz-heavy game last week, I'm not sure this Giants or this Cardinals team can throw too much at them that'll cause them trouble. But you know I wouldn't put anything past the Eagles at this point. Uh, my first prediction here, I, I think Avante Maddox does return after his extended injury absence, and in the process, I see him getting his first interception.
0: It's optimistic. Um, and my you guy. The, yep, so you, you need a bounce back for that, for sure. Uh, I don't know, I'm sort of... Uh, down on interceptions, they have I believe six on the season, which is as many as Chauncey Gardner Johnson had himself missing four games last year. You know the defenses are different, the, the personnel is different uh, but they they just have not been a turnover uh, plus turnover team or takeaway I should say. So that would be shocking to me both, uh, if it were to happen, both because Maddox has been out, and also, you know, who, who knows if he's on a, a pitch count or, you know, what, especially against a three-win team, but uh, I I would not be unhappy if it happens. So I, I just uh, wouldn't bet on it, I, I suppose, but I do like the boldness. My second prediction is... Another Arizona one, bad for the Eagles. Kyler Murray rushes for over fifty yards and has a touchdown. Okay. So another defensive line knock. Uh, I think they have trouble containing him.
1: Do you think he out? And, uh, Do you think he outscrambles hurts?
0: Um I would say yes, and uh, I think it'll be a positive positive yes, in that Jalen will throw more and um, not have to scramble as much.
1: Okay. Well, my second prediction involves Jalen Hurts, and that is he ties his season high of five combined touchdowns on the day, so uh, both uh, running and... five. Yeah, between rushing and uh, throwing touchdowns. Now, he he did that against the Bills, and that did include the overtime touchdown. So, you know, this is the 32nd-ranked defense according to DVOA. I think the Eagles, I think they'll be able to move the ball at will, and I think that Jalen Hurts will be having um, one of his better games of the season just in time for uh, the tail end of the regular season, and I think this will be (laughs) I'm kind of sounding like a crazy homer now, but like maybe this is the uh, offensive game that we were hoping for last week and they get it this upcoming week.
0: Yeah, more like the offensive game we've been waiting for all year, I think. Um, In that same vein, I think I guessed this last week, but it's been way too long, and I don't I think I don't think that this can keep not happening. I think A.J. Brown will have over 100 yards and a touchdown. It has to happen at some point against these bad teams. So he didn't, uh, I, I, I didn't watch the actual uh, video, but I saw the quote that he didn't, he said he didn't have anything good to say. So he declined to meet with reporters. Which I guess there wouldn't be a video in that case, but uh, I, I think he'll he'll have a get right game and uh, be a, be you know have a Devontae Smith like game from last week. I think he'll be featured this week.
1: Yeah, I think um, you know that's also one that we've been chasing for a while, but I don't think the Cardinals really have the corners to contain. A.J. Brown, so I don't I don't see that being a long shot. My third and final here, uh, give me Fletcher Cox forces a fumble. He had that uh, exact scenario a few weeks ago against the Cowboys in the blowout on the touchdown return from Jalen Carter. I thought Fletcher Cox has been one of the more steady defensive players this season. And I think, you know, he, he's been helping disrupt things up front, and I could see him getting on a, whether that is, you know, on a running back or Kyler Murray. I think he, he gets a hand on a ball and causes a fumble.
0: Yeah, I like that. Uh, defensive line, get right. Uh, it feels like our predictions are lining to a, a get right game, which is you know what what we've been looking for, so hopefully that's the case. Uh, my player of the game prediction. He he got going last game uh, against the Giants. I think he'll continue to be featured and uh, a major presence. Give me Dallas Goddard and um, give him a touchdown.
1: All right, then we are certainly on the same page. I, I too have Dallas Goddard. I thought he was a, a reliable. Uh, pass catcher last week, not flashy, but he was kind of a reliable outlet on uh, third down for the Eagles, so I'm right there with you on Dallas Goddard. I could see him just finding the soft middle over the course of the game, and I think throughout large parts of the season, the short and intermediate passing game has been something that this offense has lacked, and Think Dallas Goddard, he kind of provides that in a way that really, you know, like it's it's not a good reason, but like he kind of has been that guy by default. Like they just haven't used AJ Brown and Devontae Smith in that kind of way. And for whatever reason, Dallas Goddard, when they do go that way, it has been him. So yeah,
0: yeah. I like it. All right, final score Eagles uh, minus. Ten and a half. I have them just covering Eagles 24, Cardinals 13. (laughs) Okay, so I also
1: have the Cardinals scoring 13, but I have a much rosier prediction. I have this being the Eagles' first blowout win of the season, and that is the Eagles scoring 38 points to the Cardinals 13. Wow. So
0: yeah, well, you had the five touchdowns in the prediction. Right. So that That's
1: pay touchdowns.
0: Yeah. So we both have wins. I I foresee uh, another you know similar feeling win from last week, uh, stuff to build on, but not the most satisfying. And uh, we'll see. I mean, if if they uh, if the Eagles hold the Cardinals to thirteen, I think that's a good day for the defense, and it means minimal mistakes. From the offense as well, so that's that's certainly a positive. We will um, be at the game as we said, so I, I think you know this will be my third Eagles game in person. Your first one thing, uh, I guess, not po- not necessarily positive thing uh, from my last couple experiences is it's hard to um, see it at times. Um, you know, TV, on TV you can see a bit better, I think, uh, you know, like any live game, you don't, you don't know all the details of what's going on. Um, there's more stoppages, injury potential, stuff like that, that you don't see in like going to a baseball game and that kind of thing. So from that perspective it'll be an interesting watch to kind of deduce for ourselves what's going on or rely on the reporting on, on Twitter afterwards, but I think the thing I'm looking most forward to is the atmosphere. You know, when, when we found out we were going weeks ago, it was before this losing streak, it was um, my hope that the game would mean something, that it would matter, that we would see the starters so we're we're definitely getting that, so that's something i'm looking Great. forward to i don't I don't know against a three and you know eleven three and twelve team whatever whatever it is um that uh will be standing the whole game, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the energy is like um it would be fun to be at the first blow out of the season probably possibly only blow out of the of the season so um yeah I'm I'm looking forward to the experience. I think uh I think our seats are pretty good. We're on like the 40 or 30 yard line um up top. And uh yeah, what what are you uh thinking yeah, going into this? It'll be nice to get an early sense of what the crowd
1: is feeling, like what is the what is the hair trigger on the booing? <laughs> you know, like what's the quickest path to like things getting uneasy? Obviously, I wouldn't like to find that out, but that is one like obviously you can get a sense of that through the broadcast, but I think being there in person, it'll be much more clear and obvious. Um, but also, like I just haven't been to an NFL game, an equals game, so the whole experience will be all kind of new to me uh, you know, we both went to Temple, and we saw the games there, um, obviously it'll be different, but, you know, we, we saw Temple beat Penn State there, uh, that atmosphere is crazy, so if, if things go the way that I predict, I'm sure that will be like that on, you know, steroids, so really hope that we get to see a good quality win um and yeah i just you know I, I want the eagles to get back to the the team that we expect them to be and we know what's a little bit more help from the other contenders in the nfc both uh you know the cowboys potentially helping us out and the 49ers I don't know if it, we can expect anything going wrong this week against the Commanders, but uh, uh, any sort of marginal benefit <laughs> we'll take at this point.
0: Yeah, it'll be uh, a, it'll be New Year's Eve day. It'll be uh, a nice slate of, of games to watch out for. Of course, we'll know the Cowboys-Lions outcome. They play on Saturday. Okay. I'm not sure when the 49ers play, but... Um, they're, since they're playing Washington, it's probably not as uh, not as exciting, but yeah, we'll we'll be back. We'll we'll recap our experience in the game, and uh, and then we'll preview the final game of the year. So we're we're getting up to uh, playoff time, and uh, that's it. I think for Mike, I mean, thanks for listening.